As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Man, last week we had the episode so nice we gotta do it twice. We had our women talking about uh, women in leadership, and uh, we just had so much more that we wanted to talk about that we were like, hey, let's go ahead and and go at this. So uh, uh, we're going to be bouncing around a little bit because we kind of talked in between uh, episodes and and there were some things that we want to kind of clear up. Um, I kind of wish we could do this every time uh, because there, there's always some stuff that you wish you could go back and clear up. And and uh, But you know what? Your criticism helps us with that. You guys have sent some really cool criticism to us. Uh, uh, constructive, it seems like, almost every time. Um, so keep sending that to us. Um, we just, uh, we value it. We really do. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're doing shorter episodes and uh, and just trying to do things that hopefully you'll be interested in. And if not, we'd, we'd just like to know. So let's just make real quick introductions. Um, this week, again, we've got the same crew. Uh, my name's Zorn. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, to my right here, which I don't know why I'm telling you that because you can't even tell anyway, but uh, is my oldest daughter. Um, and her name is Addison Lasornio. Hey, hey, hey. I will call her Addie the whole time. I don't even know why I just introduced her as Addison Lasornio. <laughs> no, not Lasornio anymore I'll, Oh, my gosh. I did that last episode, too. It's Addison Nakashima. Yeah. No wonder your husband's over there glaring at me like that. <laughs> Holy smokes. You gotta. Why didn't you fix that last time? I didn't notice it. <laughs> so, and then uh, next to her is uh, one of our favorite people, especially uh, as an amp OG. Um, it's Kyla Jones. Hello. And then, of course, my lovely wife who I really didn't think would talk in the last episode, but she <laughs> actually did. So I'm super fired up and pumped and proud of her. Um, Kimberly Lasornio. Hello. So one of the things that uh, I think we ought to clear up, because I'm, I'm, I really use the word leadership, and I don't want to say loosely because I don't want to devalue it, um, but I, I look at leadership in a different way than a lot of people. I think most people look at leadership as uh, a pastor up front. And, you know, when, when I really look at leadership is anybody that is, uh, valuable to a ministry, uh, no matter what their role is and, and how much ownership they want to take in what the ministry is doing. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, it makes sense. What, what are you guys' thoughts on, on what leadership is? You know, right now, Transformation Church, Michael Todd's been, well, a couple weeks ago was given the sermon series of who's the minister here, and his point is, like, we're all the minister here. Hold on, you're not allowed to use his name until he agrees to come on the show. Maybe so. he'll hear this, and he'll be like, hey, that girl Addie. All right, we need to make that happen. <laughs> but um, he's talking about who's the minister here, and he's like, everybody's the minister here, and he uses this table analogy of, you know, you got the brand new Christian sitting at the end of the table that doesn't know like eating with their hands and just making a mess and they're you know they're rough around the edges they're doing stuff that you know that they why are you looking at me while you say that (laughs) and then you have the person next to them that's just come out of that and they're the person that can still relate to that person but is also relating to the person in the next line of leadership that's you know a pastor in training or whatever but this person's a member of the church maybe they're greeting maybe they're singing on the worship team they're starting to get involved maybe they're just like talking to people they're just getting people comfortable maybe they're talking to that new person that's kind of you know, rough around the reg- rough around the edges, like we say. And then you have the third seat that's, you know, pastors in training, the people who are 
leading small groups, who are leading worship, who are, you know, doing sound, doing all these behind the scenes things, whether it's in front of people, behind people, whatever it is, they still are leading people in a group. And then you have the head pastor, the one that's, you know, up in front and is in charge of all the people below him, basically. And there's all those different realms of leadership. That's really good. That guy might make something of himself someday. <laughs> I uh, I feel like the pastor, but I've got like a, 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 a knife holding my meat and I'm trying to cut it with my spoon or something, you, you know, that, that guy. So Kylie, do you have any thoughts on, on what leadership is? Mine very much goes along with Addie. Um, I believe we all are in some form of leadership, whatever that might look like, whether that's in an office, in a school, um, in your community, in your neighborhood, whatever that looks like, um, especially as Christians, because it's our job to lead people to Christ. Therefore, that puts us in a, in a place of leadership. And no matter where you're at in your life, where you're at in your walk, where um, we all have different seasons and different times where we're going to have different forms of leadership. Um, but in one level, some level, we all are a leader in, in one form or another. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What about you, Kimberly? I mean, I think Addie and Kyla both have pretty much covered my thoughts on leadership, both in and out of the church. We're going to kick her out next time. We don't need her. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, for me, um, I guess the reason that I use leadership a little bit loose, loosely is uh, because I, I know what serving can do. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys began to serve in, in your church, did that make you feel more a part of your church? Because that's one of the reasons why I like to try to get our kids to serve in in this facility, in in our ministry, is because I know for me, as I started to serve at Claremore Assembly, I just, I, I instantly felt like a bigger part of the church. And I'm talking about the body, not the building. Right. Uh, you know, I felt closer with the, with the people in the church. You're starting to get to know their stories. You're, you're really getting to know the people instead of just saying hello in the morning. I think that for me, I know whenever I first started worship, like playing guitar, even at Claremore Assembly back in the day, I remember begging Kimberly, my mom, to be a part of the church in some way because I was like this is awesome I love it I've met all these people I make friends I have you know all these people that I know now and I've heard their stories and I've seen cool things you know and you see it from a different perspective you're like I contributed to that you know and that's a great feeling I feel like and I remember just begging her like please do something get to know somebody it's driving me crazy this is before you were (laughs) in church you know (laughs) and then that was before aunt that was before all of this so I definitely felt a lot more a part of my church as I did that and even carrying that into amp it's hard whenever you're at a uppermost part of leadership I don't know if that's the right word or not that I want to use but whenever worship going over well is all on you basically like right right you almost you feel the pressure of of yeah being the in charge of that particular right. thing. If you don't show up, it might go to pieces. You don't know. And that's stressful. You know, that, that kind of almost makes you not want to be in leadership. But in the end, like whenever something goes well, you're like, oh, yes. You know, it's right. like, it's even more rewarding to me. And definitely when you're a part of a church, you definitely, um, when you start serving and, and you do feel more a part of it, absolutely, without a doubt. And it makes you take some ownership in it. And, and it's like a kid that if they're just given a car, they don't take, take right. near good as mm-hmm. care of it as if they had to you know, work and put some money of their own into it, then they're going to take better care of it. I think it's the same way when it comes to serving in your church or 
anywhere, you take ownership and pride and and not not a bad pride. But that's a great yeah yeah that's a great point. I love that you're proud of it. Yeah yeah, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Right right. I think you I think you grow um, the most when you're serving, and I think you learn the most when you're like teaching a class mm-hmm. or doing a podcast or <laughs> yeah. something where you're put on the spot. You know you're you're you know, the expectation is for you to teach, but you have to be prepared for whatever you're teaching. So you learn a lot. Do you want to share what you text me this afternoon? (laughs) Addie? So, um, we were asked to do the podcast and I was volunteering for a different podcast topic, which I didn't get selected for, I guess, but, um, (laughs) got selected for the women in leadership one. And, um, obviously I'm going to be prepared because I'm a perfectionist to the T and, um, so I did all my research. Which is not her father's trait, by the (laughs) way. It's not. But, um, in doing it, I was like, I have learned so much more from preparing for this podcast than I ever have from just like, I'm gonna read the Bible today. I'm gonna study, you know, Matthew. I'm gonna do my thing. It was like, I dug into things. Like I got kind of stuck on one topic and then was through the whole Bible, like Old Testament, New Testament didn't matter. I was in it and I was digging through words, what the meanings were. And I was digging through meanings of that context and things like that. Kind of like what we talked about last week. And I was really into those things more so than I am whenever I'm like, okay, I got to knock out a couple right. chapters here today. Which is <laughs> right. kind of what I mean by the the leadership of, you know, it just draws you in at a different level. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I always encourage our young adults to write messages that they may never give because I know for me, when I'm writing a message, I'm writing a message for me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sharing it with everybody that's here, you know, but uh, I learn so much whenever I try to develop a message and, and I try to trust God in it. And where do you want to go this to right. go and direct me? And, and, and it just, it just changes everything. So I think that was the same thing with the blog that I wrote primarily in college was every time I wrote in that blog, it was like, Oh, okay, Jesus, I hear you. You know, you're speaking through me, but you're speaking to me more than anything. Yeah. From teaching Sunday school for years, you get, when you start getting ready for a Sunday school class or whatever, inevitably God speaks to you so much and you end up like, okay, I know I'm teaching this class today, but let me tell you, God's been talking to me all week long or whatever on it. Nice. Nice. And if you take the leadership thing, um, let's take it from a non-church aspect. Let's take it just from the workforce or whatever. I know if you have a boss um, who is has that servant leadership mentality and they're willing to jump in with you, it makes all the difference in the world. So how much more as Christians if we're going to be willing to serve as leaders, is that going to make a difference? Right. Right. That's when a really people, good analogy. Yeah. When people see you do things and, and you're not above anything, they're, they're more, more willing to work with you. Um, last week we were talking about, uh, you know, the, the heights that there might be caps for women in leadership. And, and uh, we had some really good, good talk about that. But I was just curious as to, you know, man has created uh, these, uh, you know, seminaries and, and these things that put certifications and license and then ordainship. And, you know, the 120, there was no, their ordainship was the Holy Spirit for the flames of tongues of flames on their head. You know, that was their ordainship. Do you think any of those kinds of things can hinder or limit the, the length to which a woman is allowed to lead? Um, do they limit the amount that you're allowed to lead AMP? Because you don't have any. Hey, don't tell everybody that. <laughs> no, but it's a good point. Like, I mean, I don't think anything is so much about 
what's what's your degree? What's your, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in biology right now. I'm doing a whole lot of nothing with it. Like, I'm printing t-shirts right now, <laughs> you know? Don't make fun of those and guys either. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Full respect. But, like, you have no biblical knowledge until you started becoming a pastor-ish type, if you want to call you that. But, oh, I um, call him that at this point, really. <laughs> I mean, that's what he does. And Very a lot so. of things is, I mean, back in the day, what they do? Did they have an online certification that Paul could go through to learn things? <laughs> right, he didn't, right. They didn't, you know, he was just recognized by Jesus. And Jesus wasn't like, um, excuse me, Matthew, uh, can you tell me, you know, what's, <laughs> what's your, your degree? Yeah. What Bible college did you go to? Exactly. What was your certification to, you know, come and do these things? Well, no, it was not. Like, it was well, going like, back to you, Zorn, when you started this, the ant thing and, and really got into it and um, seeing where you started and your sermons, if you will, were very much, um, and, and don't take this negative. You can say it. I've already been told. Juvenile. Um, <laughs> no, they, they weren't juvenile. They were they were more pep talks, more, right, um, right. you know, hey, I'm going to get you fired up here. But I've watched you grow into a man who has absolutely studied the word and, and knows what the word says now. And now they have become sermons. And watching that growth in you has been really cool. And then watching that flow over to our students and watching them want to grow because they've seen you grow. It's, it's really cool. And, and when that's kind of how leadership is. So does, again, I don't have a degree. I don't even have a degree in biology, much less, you know, um, do they? it's okay. Yeah. I, I don't have a biblical degree, you know, yeah. other than I've lived this thing for a really long time, right. you know, and that's and, experience. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Job requirements are, I have a degree, but I don't qualify for nothing with my degree unless I have five years of experience. So I'm like, what did I do my four years of education for? Right. <laughs> Which, you know, it's the same thing. You have experience. And there's something so much different than my 13 years of private school education in a Christian school than, yeah, I learned some Bible verses, John three sixteen. you know, yeah. but I didn't do anything like what you do. You know? I, I just don't, I don't think, you know, you asked, your question was, is it a hindrance? I just don't think it is. I, I don't, I think the, the, um, the world, the job market, they look at the degree. They right. look at the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't have that, they're probably not going to get hired. But as Christians, I would rather, um, what is the saying, um, see a sermon than hear one any day, you know? And so yeah. watching those people um, live their lives and, and walk it out every single day, um, that's what gives them you know, that. You know, one of the things that I had written down about what makes a good leadership, uh, a good leader is doing what you say and saying what you do, be, you know, you've got to, if you're going to do something, if you're, if you're going to say you're going to do something, then follow through with it. So people can believe, you know, believe you and trust you and, and gain that respect as a leader. It's the whole action speaks, speaks louder than words. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and so as trying to be a Christian leader, I've got to live that too. Yeah. And not that none of us are perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to screw up and fall again. You know, last week we talked about what, what keeps you serving God it's his grace in my screw ups because you know we want to blame the devil, uh, you know, f- for a lot of things, and a lot of times it's not. It's it's a stupid choice right, I made right. or a stupid thing that I did, right. and God's grace through that and being able to grow through that and lead other people through those same mistakes. You know, you take your mistakes and your hardships, and you can God can take those and, and grow those in you, and you can lead somebody else through that same experience. And That's so, so good. That's so good. And thank you for the kind words. Uh, I I said juvenile because I had a friend of mine tell me and. Uh, that my s- sermons have been juvenile and I, I think he was talking about in the past cause I haven't seen him in here in, in mm-hmm. a year or so. Uh, and you know, it, 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 it didn't hurt my feelings, but it, 
but I mean, maybe a tiny bit because of the pride part. But as I absorbed that, I was just like, you know, I was a, I was a spiritual baby. Mm -hmm. Very much so. How should my messages have been? It should have been like a, they should have been juvenile. You were still drinking milk. (laughs) Also, what was the audience? You know, at Mm -hmm. that time it it was brand new people to church or Christ or anything, you know? So it was, it was fitting for the time. Again, not by my design. I'm not that smart. Uh, never will claim to be, but it was, it was fitting for the time and, and, and it was where I was at and Mm -hmm. I was just trying to do, uh, the best that I could. And thank you for this. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day that will go into my pastor app and be, be stolen someday. So um, I did come up with that on my own. I don't know where I heard that first. But. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, we talked a lot about women in leadership and, uh, I, I would like to hear from each of you, maybe a, a, a woman or two that you value in the Bible. Their story is just so interesting or, or, relatable or, or whatever that, you know, we can't not talk about them. You know, Kimberly, do you have one off the top of your head there? Um, I would say um, Priscilla, which, you know, I referenced in the last episode, um, but um, she was, you know, with Paul um, a lot and she um, was a teacher and um, it was her and her husband. Um, but I mean, she did some pretty remarkable things and I mean, she's not someone that I learned a lot about prior to really digging in deep to do this podcast today, um, and trying to, you know, look at leaders in the Bible that were women. Um, and she's one that, that jumped out at me and caught my attention. What is it particularly that that draws you to her? Was it the way that she taught? Was it the, I mean, what was it? Um, I just, I, I think like her, her knowledge um, and the type of teacher that, that she was. And, and, you know, a lot of times Paul would use her name before her husband's name, which culturally was not correct unless she was, you know, more prominent or better, uh, teacher than her husband. So I think that says a lot for where she was. That's really cool. I did not know that. What about you, Addison? Um, I would say Deborah was probably one that I learned about during, researching for this real quick episode. um where would we find priscilla i mean is it is it in a book is it is it in all of the new testament i mean is it in this particular area um I'll particular area up. did y'all hear that <laughs> i'd have to look it up because it, I was if you don't mind because that way because what i hope this does is it challenges anyone listening to go and find their stories and, and see if they're see if they're interesting to them so if you, while you're looking that up where do you know where deborah comes from what yeah. what what is it james james okay um so i didn't mean to interrupt you but i just wanted to no, it's fine. So now, now I'm going to keep it. interrupting you so that we can... <laughs> yeah, Okay, shocker. go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, Deborah was one that I kind of learned about through this process of, you know, studying, if you will, for the podcast, kind of getting things ready. Um, I was kind of impressed by her because she was like a military leader. She was the leader of like a nation, basically. Wow. I was like, dang, that's le- that's legit for now, even. Yeah, you know, right, Not right. to mention back in the Bible. That's, that's crazy. But um, she was also a prophet, which, you know, whether that's a teacher or, you know, filling... Um, stories of what's going to happen in the future, that sort of thing. I think that she just did some really cool stuff, and I was fully amazed by that. Her story is, she's mentioned a lot in, I think it's James, um, but she's also in Judges, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a verse or a chapter in there that's actually like her her song that she does. Right. That's kind of interesting. I read it, but um, I think it's is it James five? Do you know Kyla? I don't off the top of my head. James 5 or Judges 5, but I should probably find that out for sure. But Kyla, who's your favorite woman in leadership? 
Women in the Bible, you mean? Women in the Bible, yeah. sorry. <laughs> My That's bad. Right. Um, <laughs> I thought you were fishing for a compliment there. <laughs> Addison Lasornio is the greatest. Um, I'm going to go with JL. She's found in Judges. Um, in Judges chapter 5, um, verse 24, it says, Most blessed of women be JL, the wife of Heber the Kenite, most blessed of tent-dwelling women. Um, and she's really known for killing Sisera um, by using a tent spike and ramming it through his head and Which i makes you pretty legit right from it, the start that's why i'm like <laughs> she is one bad woman and um you know this is she's blessed and so i just that whole story do not try any of these things at home <laughs> <laughs> but um i we were talking earlier that we should put a challenge out for um women out there girl you know young women young ladies or women my age out there to to look up some women in the Bible and, and find their stories because they're really cool. Like if, if you never read about JL before, I mean, the first time I read that, I'm like, that's one bad chick. She used a tent peg. Well, let's just do it. Let's challenge them. And here's the deal. We're looking for snail mail, right? Absolutely. So we want you to mail something to us and you get a t-shirt. So this knocks out two birds and one stone. There you go. You send us a letter through snail mail. Tell us about, a, a, a. a woman that you found in the Bible, particularly powerful or, or whatever, uh, a, an intriguing story, and we will snail mail you back a shirt. I don't guess there's any faster way to get you back a shirt. Is yeah, we can't teleport yeah. those yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, or said, if you yeah. wanted to come in here and everything's all clear to pick it up, then that'd be great too. But, so there you go. There's a challenge. Uh, find someone. Uh, and guys, you know what? You need to do this too. So get you a free t-shirt. Uh, find that, send it in to us. Our mailing address is 500 Castle Pine Circle, Claremore, Oklahoma, 74019. It's 500 Castle Pine Circle, Claremore, Oklahoma, 74019. I know I just broke all the podcasting rules because that outreach was supposed to be at the end, but it was just a perfect time for it. I couldn't, couldn't not do it. So I also need guys and girls, myself, find you a, find you an email and send us a story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deborah is in Judges, not in James. That's I wrote it down you. wrong, so <laughs> I apologize. Right. I'm uh, still learning. I was like, I don't know where you're So now you know, like, what I'm, why I always that. say it's live. It can still go wrong, right? <laughs> and be okay. Um. Oh, well, yeah, you were saying guys can do this, too. Man, there are some really cool stories in the Bible. Right. If you guys think the Bible is boring, then you obviously have not read it, because there are some way cool stories, especially in the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, you know... I remember the story you're talking about where she drives that stake through the, the, the head, and I'm like, I, I would have never pulled it, but that that is a great story. So, Kimberly, did you find out where uh, we could find Priscilla? Uh, she's referenced in Acts, Romans, and Second uh, Timothy. Dang, that's she's why in I it. I was jumping around. <laughs> nice. No, that's good. I mean, I, I think uh, God tends to bring up the important more than one time, you know? Oh, he, for he, sure. He's, yeah. he's, he's big on that. So, uh, well, cool. So, um we were talking last time about uh, the submission things, especially submitting to your husband and things like that. And uh, one of the things as we were discussing it in between shows was, uh, you know, um, what there's a, there, there's a difference in, in the, the submission and then accepting something that's outside of uh, the Christian way, outside of, uh, you know, the Christian standpoint. And uh, Kylie, you had some really good, talking points on that could you just kind of tell us some of the things that you were saying about that because well submission um we take that wrong we think submission especially in our society they want to they want to define submission as um you have to do everything i say when i say it you know you're subservient to me all of those things that is not what submission means um 
submission isn't being abused. It isn't being thought less of. Um, and actually, one of the places where it talks about submissive, the, the actual verb there that they're using is actually the same one that's used for um, rank, as in military rank. And so anybody that's ever been in the military understand that there are different ranks that you are, right. you know, subjected to. Even in the workforce, you know, you have a boss and your boss has a boss and, and you're submissive to those people. But just because you're submissive to those people do not mean you're unimportant. It doesn't mean you don't know your job well, any of those things. It yeah. just means that they're over you in authority. And we were talking that um, some men um, want to take that submission in and they stretch it to the point of abuse. And if, if your husband or, or whatever is doing something that is outside of the biblical parameter, yes. then as a woman, you have absolutely every right, every right to make a stand, especially if it comes to abuse. If you're in an abusive situation, whether that's physical, verbal, verbal yeah. any kind of abuse, you know, emotional, mental, you have the right to stand up and say something or to get out of that situation. We're not saying, you know, be submissive to the point where you stay in a, in a right. harmful situation. That's not what that means at all. That's great. That's great. Thank you for elaborating on that. You guys got anything to... I, mean, I, don't know. I was just going to add, you know, um, you know, the radical feminist movement of today, a lot of that is from women that have been abused or hurt from men. Um, and, and that's that's a problem because now they're taking that feminism to an unhealthy level out of resentment or hate or bitterness or spite. Awesome. It's good stuff. You're done. That's it for you. <laughs> huh? All right. Um, so. As we carry forward in, in the AMP station and as we um, uh, develop leaders and things like that, um, what are some of the, the traits that you'd like to see come, uh, come about in some of our, our, our ladies that, that we work with here, traits, the young adults? Yeah, yeah. Traits as in leadership traits? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Um, and when you say our ladies, I would, the, in, in my opinion, when you start talking about leadership in that capacity, it doesn't matter whether you're man, woman, you know, these, these sure. are traits that, yeah. that bridge both, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they should, um, and one of some of the things I wrote down through the, uh, the study, um, that I've been doing is, you know, leadership, when you're in a role of leadership, your decisions matter, every decision, big or small matter. And so, the most important thing about those decisions is they need to start and end with Jesus Christ. And, you know, whether that's, and when I say decisions, I'm talking about, you know, you've got a student that has an issue um, that they're, they've entrusted you to help them with or, or whatever, um, you know, and you've got to pray about that, a decision or pray about the advice that you're going to, um, to give them. And it, you, it's every decision, great or small, starts and ends with God. You've got to ask him. You know, you've got to ask God, what's the advice? Let's make sure that advice is coming from them. Um, one of the other things is we've got to be um, healthy communicators. Um, we've absolutely got to um, be able to effectively and clearly communicate. Um, and sometimes I feel like I struggle in that area. I'm not always real articulate. Sometimes what I want to say in my head sounds a lot better than what actually comes out of my mouth. That's everybody. <laughs> yeah. But we've, we've got to be effective communicators. And we've got to, again, I said it earlier, do what you say you're going to do so people can um, 
begin to trust you as a leader. You know, if you're going to say you do something, then follow through with it and make sure you do it. And they need to learn that trait too, but they're going to learn it by seeing us do it. If we say we're going to do something with them, we've got to follow through with it. I had a uh, conversation with one of our girls this week and um, she was struggling to be motivated and stuff. And, and I, the, I always ask them, you know, are you praying? Or are you reading your Bible? And of course, reading the Bible has kind of fallen the way it's hard to get into a routine, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, it sparked me to send out a text to a lot of our young adults and just kind of prompt them, hey, are you reading your Bible? Because um, you talked about uh, being able to verbalize in a, in a better way and being able to speak. And, and to me, uh, all that comes with confidence and confidence right. comes with knowledge. You know, right. she, Kimberly used to always talk about how she was never going to speak in front of somebody. Um, but I've seen her do things in front of large crowds i haven't actually seen her but I've, I've heard about them and she knocks them out of the park because it's it's in her it's an in insurance and she's familiar with it and she's done it for 20 something years you know so she right. knows it and and that's where i think we discount sometimes the value of staying in the bible and being able to trust that some of those verses that we need in the mm-hmm. moment are going to come back to us to whether we can say it's mark fifteen fifty. who cares right you know it's whether or not the verse that's appropriate for that person that we're across from and they need to hear in that moment right is there for us and accessible to us and that's the kind of communication that we have to be able to have and i am um, i'm a big big firm um believer in the word of god and and the power that the word of God has. I mean, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 tells us that it's living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, um, you know, penetrates to the joints and the marrow and judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I mean, the word of God is living and active. And I used to, I was like, what does that really mean? Living yeah, me and too. active. You know, what is that? But if you, if you've been in this long enough and you ha- you do read the word and you read it, you'll read a scripture today that you've read a hundred times. Right. But you're in a situation today that you have never been in before, and all of a sudden it means something totally different to you than it ever did in the past, and it's because it's living, it's active, and all of a sudden today the Holy Spirit is showing you something that you've never seen out of that one verse. And like you said, um, you know, we mentioned in the last um, week's podcast that Bible quiz was my thing growing up, so we were all about memorizing it and and knowing scripture and verse and where it's found, and you know you were quizzed over it and all of that thing that stuff. But you're right; it's not important to know exactly where it's found, especially we are privileged to live in a society where we have you know Google and the U version Bible where you can you know, type in a keyword and it pops up for you. Right. But it can't pop up for you if you don't know that keyword. Right. If you haven't read it and know it for yourself then you don't even know where to go look for it. So good. And um, so, you know, the Bible tells us that the word of God will not return void, but will accomplish the purpose it was set out for. And I can tell you time and time again, scriptures that I memorized as a junior high and high schooler that I can't tell you the chapter and verse right now, but man, when I'm in a situation that needs that scripture, the Holy Spirit brings it back to your remembrance and you're able to go. And again, because of the time and the technology we have, I can Google it real quick and go, oh, and it's found right here. Yeah. So it's, but you got to know it to, you got to at least have read it to be able to share it. Right, right. And that's a huge part of leadership, the word of God and prayer and wisdom. You know, that whole, um, anytime I am trying to counsel with a, a young lady, a young man, you know, student, whatever, or somebody my own age for that matter, I always want it to be, um, full of wisdom in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, James 1, 5 tells us, if you lack wisdom, then ask, and he will give generously. And, man, I am constantly asking for that wisdom <laughs> because I don't feel like I'm there yet. But it's it's funny because as much as I don't feel like I have that wisdom, 
when I need God and the Holy Spirit to show up in that kind of a situation, he does every time. Right. right. Something else that I think that is important to leadership um, for men and women both is just motivation to actually step out and lead something instead of requesting somebody else to lead something. You know, it's really easy to just kind of, well, I wish that we did this. Oh, well, I wish that we had this. Oh, you know, it's really easy to just kind of sit back and complain, (laughs) but it's a total different thing in leadership whenever, in a total different growth that happens whenever you actually step and saying, I'm doing this, I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have no experience. But we're going to make it work. And, I mean, AMP is literally founded in that principle right there of, hey, we're going to start this thing in two weeks. Let's get it going. And now we have a building that we're sitting in doing a podcast. We're live streaming on Sunday nights. And it was literally, hey, in two weeks, let's get this figured out. Yeah, I was going to ask your mom, um, you know, how real does the phrase, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the call, seem Mm -hmm. to you? Oh, that's like the realest thing ever to me. (laughs) Definitely. And I was going to kind of add to Addie's too, because like my thing with, with leadership in here is, I mean, I, I'd say ownership is what I would like to see from our our young adults here. I mean, I'd like to see them own their relationship with Christ. I'd like to see them own their growth Mm -hmm. and I'd like to see them own some of the things that they want, you know, to see down here because, you know, all of them come to us and say, you know, I want to do this or I want to do that. And no one will take that and, and, you know, make it happen. So, you know, if, if they own that, if they own putting waters in the mini fridge, that makes me happy. You know, I mean, just right, right. ownership of, of the, the place and the ministry. And, you know, with that ownership, I think it prepares them to go outside of here and go back home and be leaders at home and, and in their church there. And that's, that's one of the things that's weighed heavy on me and you is, you know, we worry about when they leave, they leave here, you know, are they ready, you know, and, and they get dependent on us. And, um, I think that that's a generational thing, to be honest. Um, speaking as somebody who is in this generation, I mean, I'm 24 years old and a big thing with our generation, if you want to call it that is, hey, uh, dad, I want to play golf. And dad's like, okay, I'm going to buy you golf lessons. I'm going to buy you golf clubs. I'm going to buy you the nicest clubs, the nicest balls, everything that you need. You're welcome. And and we're so used to just being like, hey, this is what I want. Can you make that happen? And it's always been given to us. Mm -hmm. And so now that we're reaching adulthood and trying to be grownups and, you know, quote unquote adulting, we just expect things to be given to us. And that's the same thing with the amp station. It's the same thing with your spiritual walk. It's the same thing with Anything that you're going, whenever you go home and you're no longer surrounded by these people that you go to AMP with every week, you don't have somebody that's your roommate, hey, let's, let's go, it's, you know, seven o'clock, it's time to go eat and go, go to AMP. It's something of our generation that we have to take ownership. And like, if we can learn that now, it'll make, it'll save a whole lot of hurt down the road. But I don't know why we are that way. Like, I don't know, it's got to be just a parental thing, just giving it to us, like participation award. I I mean, there's not an OG sitting around this table right now that won't agree with, I always wanted my kids to have more than yes. I had, you know? And, and, and I think it comes from that. It's, it's, it's our fault. It's not our fault, but it's our fault. You know it what is. I mean? It's, we, we talk about, you know, the millennials and all of that all the time, but we did, did it. it. I was going to say, we did it to them. Yeah. As like, parents, look at who raised us. <laughs> yeah. As parents, we raised them to be that way. So if anybody's at fault, it's us, yeah, you know? Right. But that, Addie, what you were talking about, that whole ownership and stuff, it leads me to a quote from Christine Kane that I wrote down that I want to, I want to actually read because I don't want to get it wrong, but it says, when you receive from God, all you need rather than striving on your own for all you want, then you'll know peace. 
Wow, that's good. That is good. What What is the the study that you're doing? I, I've had that on my deal here to kind of so you can kind of. It's actually uh, one of the plans on. Maybe she'll send us a check. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm it's, kidding. It's, I'm not really kidding. It's <laughs> one of the plans on the U version. It just happens to be oh, okay. Christine Keynes, okay. and it's about women in leadership, and um, it's a part of her Propel um, series. So, so. And Christine Kane is a. She does Propel women. It's a whole like, okay. All right, line ministry of and, ministry okay. for yeah. women. Awesome, really and then great. they have an what Instagram about, page also yeah. that's got some good verses. Yeah, and Propel stuff Women on it. is awesome. Yeah, all right. So Shout look it up. Out to them. Look it <laughs> up. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And what about the uh, the book that you guys have been have been quoting out of and talking? Um, it's called uh, Why Not Women. It's by Lauren Cunningham. He was the uh, founder of YWAM, which is short for youth with a mission he does a lot of um or he did i think he's dead now but no, he's still alive. oh he's still alive sorry lauren cunningham wow he's not sending us a check yeah. <laughs> if you do hurry apparently you're old <laughs> but he writes some really good stuff he's amazing but this book's called why not women it has the most 90s cover you have ever seen on a book but um it's a great book it's got some good stuff in there not only about women like it's not just for women to read it's for there's some stuff about millennials in here believe it or or not like I really like in the second page of the book yeah and it's it's for everybody it's for men to read about women it's for women to read about women I mean it's about everybody and um it just has some really good stuff for not only you know leadership but also just growth right right that's good what was the book that uh Lauren Cunningham wrote that it took me forever for you to get to read and um um is that you God is that yeah. you God yeah that's an it was actually book. you took you tried to get me to read it forever and that, that was a really good one too so oh, that's weird Lauren Did you read uh, send money <laughs> radical was that the other one that have you ever read that it's awesome it? Yeah. it is mm-hmm. so good have that you read have you read follow ago? me David yes, Platt I have. David Platt you always know like 10 years behind me you've read follow me yes no kidding wow oh my there, um for also for women who are trying to follow God and be in leadership, I recommend the book um, "What Happens When Women Say Yes to God" by Lisa Turkhurst. It's really good as well. Lisa Turkhurst has got some good stuff for she, women out there yeah. for sure. Well, and I uh, she's Proverbs thirty one dot org mm-hmm. by the way. I hate this because uh, we're like out of time again. I know, and I don't know. Uh, I still yeah. think we got a lot of what we wanted to cover and clarify. Yeah. You feel that. good? Do you yep. feel good? I feel good. Well, then let me. Um, let me just say some closing statements then. I don't know if I've made it obvious in in this, but uh, I absolutely believe that women are not only uh, supposed to, are not allowed to lead. I, I think that they're supposed to lead. I think that they are vital to, uh, I know they're vital to so much that we do here at, at the AMP station. Um, and I, I just think that if we can look beyond titles and, uh, and and the certifications and those 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 paperwork things that allow you to do you know they're they're really so you can do weddings and and funerals uh not so you can do the part that God's asking you to do which is minister which I love what what you said Kyla about about our jobs to lead people to Christ and and you know for me I I I I try my best not to think uh with human thoughts but but I'm never going to be able to think like God I know that um, but it, for me, as a, from a common sense standpoint, you know, he gives women gifts of the spirit and he gives them to them for a reason. And they're so that they can be used to build the kingdom. So I think it's vital. I think it's important. I think it's necessary that women get out there and they lead. Um, I'm super uh, thankful for you guys coming and, and talking with us. I think y'all did a great job. I, I hope you'll you'll enjoy it and we'll come back. Um, I do want to 
say again that we still want you to send us your letters. Um, 500 Castle Pines Circle, Claremore, Oklahoma, 74019. And if you'll mention something about a, a strong woman in the Bible, man or woman uh, that sends the letter, we'll send you a T-shirt. So make sure you put your address in there and uh, and a phone number. Or not, I'm sorry, not a phone number, but uh, your shirt size so that we can make sure and get you a shirt. Hey, uh, we love you guys, and we thank you guys for listening. Uh, share this around and let people know what we're trying to do, uh, if it's something that you really enjoyed, and, and make sure and, and give us a little bit of feedback. Thank you, guys, and we'll uh, get with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the AMP station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.